through our conversations, it was like, it was so silly, right? The things that mm-hmm. those ideas were predicated on were ridiculous, right? It was like all the societal comparative things, the social media driven things. And it's like, this is stupid. Yeah. It's like, why am I even concerned about any of these things? Or these things that these intangible values that certain people just have, well, you know what that thing is? It's integrity. It's, it's this discipline to this consistency. And when you're doing that, it's with your word, it's with your workout, it's with the way you present yourself. You're always well-dressed, you always show up on time, you always bring something to somebody's house. It's that consistency, it's that integrity. It's not, these people aren't better. Yeah. They just yeah. do shit more frequently, more times, and they work harder than you do. Hello and welcome to the Lead From Within podcast. My name is Janiel Mystery, and today I am really excited to be sharing with you another interview. Um, with an incredible man called Anand Patel. He is someone who lives in Chicago. He's a physician and he is someone who had been part of Project Hero, um, our men's group as part of Thriving Scholar. And he has been really kind enough and generous enough to share his journey with us today. In this interview, we essentially talk about how he had to go within to kind of get out of his own way and really live life true to who he is and a journey of living in integrity with himself. So um, enjoy the interview. Let us know what your key learnings are from it. Share it with people that may also resonate and that it, that it could serve. Uh, sit back and enjoy. So, you know, we were just we were just talking about this before we were recording. So, yeah, you mentioned like most people don't didn't get where you were. Most people didn't understand where you were in terms of your thinking, or most people don't understand us in terms of the way that we want to op- operate in, in the world. Tell me more about, yeah, tell me more about that as terms of where you were back then. Yeah, I think that, you know, we get really caught up in just continuing doing what everyone else is doing. And it's, you know, if everyone's going to go and hang out at the bar and watch games and do that and spend hours beyond end doing that, that's just a normal Sunday and that's fine. And you fall into the routine, but that routine just becomes complacency and stagnation and we're always just doing the same thing over and over. So I think yeah. for us, it's, you know, we're developing and, and we're looking a little bit more outside of that and trying to figure out opportunities for growth. So instead of just finding the easy thing, it's like, no, we're going to take lessons. Our schedule might be a little bit more compact, but we're going to try and fit more in. We're going to treat our time a little bit more significantly and make sure that what we're doing is not, you know, we're, we're optimizing everything that we're doing, basically. Yeah. So I guess even like in your journey, right, because obviously you... You're a doctor. You went through the academic, I mean, the whole academic education system, and you know went into medicine. Became a doctor. Worked in, you know, in the hospital. So you went down that path, which a lot of us go through, like like myself and other people. Like, was there a time when you were like, "Well, hang on a minute, take us back to a time when you were like thinking, well, actually, what the hell am I doing here?" Or kind of questioning your path. Was there a specific time in, and, and place where? that kind of happened for you yeah that's it's funny that you bring that up because to be perfectly honest I never actually wanted to go into medicine at all so I I wanted to be an investment banker I wanted to go into business and my parents were like nah, I think it'd be better if you went into medicine wow. so then I was initially going to go into pharmacy but then halfway through college I decided you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna try from medical school so I ended up pursuing medicine and you know I think there was many times, especially like when I was doing my overnight, like intern year in the intensive care unit, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? I hate this shit. But, mm. you know, it was, you know, you get through it and it's like at the end, you're like, wow, okay, I understand like the rigor I had to go through. And then, you know, I was practicing and it was fine. 
it, my, my role of offered me a lot of opportunity to explore other interests because I would work a week on and get a week off. So yeah. I spent time in other industries. So there was, I always had like an inkling to do other things. Um, and I thought, you know, I could find a good balance, but it was really at the end, you know, my, my work was just like taking too much out of me. And I think it was negating my ability to actually focus on things appropriately to develop them. Yeah. So I just had to kind of, I had to kind of cut loose at that point. So I was like, this is really just holding me back from where I wanted to be. Yeah. Well, we'll I think we'll go into that in a bit more detail later on, but why, like what came, what came to me right now is why do you think that we just, we do that? Like, do do we think that following this path because other people have told us to do that will lead to success and will lead to what we think success had looked like and it certainly did for me you know when, when I was in place went through pharmacy went through you know, university and got into this corporate job then to realize actually what I thought was success wasn't actually what my actually true conscious definition of success really is and so how was that like for you what you know why, why do you think that that happens to people like us? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was, I thought about that a lot. And I think that the first things that come to me are kind of like complacency. It just, you know, yeah. you get to a point and you're at that plateau and you're just like looking around and I'm like, I'm supposed to be super happy. This is it, right? This is the yeah. point at which I have the two kids, the house, the job. And I'm like, all right, so <laughs> we're here. I don't, I didn't see the fireworks and the banners. <laughs> you're like, this is it. You're ultimately happy. But you know, and it's, and you're like, you get to a point where I was just not really waking up with any level of excitement anymore. It was simply just mm. kind of, I'm doing something that affords me the ability to have a good job, get good health insurance, have a solid retirement, you know, plan and all these things. They were very, it was very pragmatic, right? I think yeah. we fall into the trap of convenience. We're creatures of comfort. There's a reason we all take hot showers every morning. Because it feels a heck of a lot better than taking a cold shower, but you know, yeah. pay the water heating bill to make sure that that happens. And the same <laughs> thing that will follow a path that's predetermined that says, okay, by the time you retire at 65, you'll be able to have this much money. You could take a cruise and be happy then. So the first 30, 40 years, you got to begrudgingly go through this crap, you know? We're yeah. like, all right, that seems like a reasonable trade off. And then most of us follow that path. And I don't, I'm not trying to speak for everybody. I think sometimes there's a lot more people unhappy in their current role but they feel the need to stay there for whatever societal pressure thing that there may be and you're like crap yeah. do i really want to take that plunge because then it's like then i have to give up the vacations and you know like the cars and all these other things and it's really is a word sacrificing a lifestyle of work to build to try and find something else when you know it's really a give and take but i think for me i was really at a breaking point where i was like this isn't going to be the thing that's going to provide me any level of joy and if i'm going to be doing this first you know, the next 30 years of my life, I want to be pretty happy doing it. Yeah. So in this, like, in this breaking point, you mentioned, like, how, how were you feeling? If you were to kind of share with us, at, at, you know, in this moment in time, or at that moment in time, what were the emotions like for you? What was coming up for you? Yeah, I think, you know, to put it fully in context, like, I, I think, you know, I think the pandemic was a real stress factor throughout that time frame. Yeah. I mean, I, probably right before the pandemic been thinking about changing career paths and things. And then that was the accelerant on the whole situation. Yeah. We'd started working together probably six months prior to that point. And I think, you know, I thought many times, you know, throwing in the towel and just getting so frustrated at work that I was like, God damn, I was going to storm out of here. Mm. But I think after six months of working together, I had a much different mindset because previously when I would leave work, 
it was simply like, all right, I got to find the next thing. I got a certain, you know, pay scale I need to achieve. And this is my skill set. These are the boxes I fit in. And these are the jobs that would be appropriate for me. Yeah, yeah. And I was limited to that idea. And then, you know, us working together, my mindset changed. It's like, well, shit, this is one <laughs> opportunity I'm going to have, like where I've just quit 11 years of what I've done. So why, if I can open the world to anything, why would I be stuck in thinking that this is the stuff that I could do? Because I've done other things, right? I've, yeah. you know, worked as an expert witness. I've been a speaker for drug companies. I've, you know, bought and sold brick and mortar businesses. So like, I've had a very past. I'm like, let me use those experiences and, you know, try to create something new. And so that was kind of when I had that shift in mindset, like that breaking point was kind of already there. But I think with that shift in mindset, I had a lot more comfort with making a decision to say, hey, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not going to limit myself to the abilities of, you know, the past and say, okay. Yeah. The, the best, the kind of parachute for me is that I'm a physician at the end of the day. So if it doesn't work out, I can always go back to being a doctor. But, yeah. you know, it for now, I'm like, you know what, I'm working on things completely outside of what I normally do, because what the hell, if I have a little bit of time to try it, I might as well try it and see what happens and not be limited by the past. Yeah, 100%. So if you watch like, one thing which I remember, because when you reached out to me, it was kind of like, end of 20, it was actually during the pandemic, it's end of 2020, wasn't it? It was December 2020. Yeah, I think around that time, correct, yeah. And then you joined Project Hero in, like, January 2021. Um, I remember, because you were, like, so for people listening to this, Anand is my wife's first cousin. And so um, you, you, you've you been following probably my work on, on social media, but you were, like, the last person I thought who'd reach out to me, right? But then I remember you want, but prior to for you prior to you reaching out to me, I remember you mentioned to me one time that you were reading Vishen Lakiani's book, the code of the extraordinary mind and that shifted something for you like I'm, I'm curious what what was it in that book that shifted something was there anything specific that 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 shifted anything for you or that really that really get you an insight no you know it's funny I think it was more so the book I think the book like many of the books in that genre like they like just highlight similar points but they're set in a tone that kind of resonate with you yeah and then I like ran across your post so I think it was kind of, it was the synergy between both things, right? I think it was reading the book plus coming across your post. It was like, it was kind of both things hitting me at the same time. So it was like, it was both things really resonating with me and then causing me to reach out with you. I, so I think the the book was kind of the, the gateway into then seeing your stuff a little bit more mm. open-mindedly. Yeah. So that was that was the thing. I think and that and I think I'd read a couple other books that had kind of primed me. So when I came across your work, I think I was I, I yeah, I opened it with a much I, I viewed it with a much more open mind than I probably would have yeah. in the past. Yeah. Well what was like what would you what was your hesitations prior to joining something? Because no, yeah, I, I when I would see something like that previously, it would be like, Well, I don't need that, right? Like I can yeah. if if that's for other people, that's not for me, right? You know, the yeah. typical responses that you would yeah. you would think of as, as a as a guy right but yeah. ultimately it's you know it was something between that and saying that you know it's a lot more is gained from assistance than isolation yeah right so if i reach out to you and the help that i can get yeah. could be something that you know like like we've talked about we you've changed my perspective and opened my yeah. mind to some different views you know even the universe that i hadn't really yeah. thought of before so <laughs> you know <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I think that was that was a bigger thing. And I'm like, you know, you read these books, but you know, these people surround themselves with people that they think are smarter than themselves, right? Yeah. If anything that is a constant refrain, it's simply, you know, it's the people I surround myself with. Yeah. And, you know, in the boardroom, in life, whatever, right? So if you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you, right, in the same manner, I think that was huge. And that was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, one thing that you mentioned, I remember that when we first spoke, you you said to, you said to me, I've got flashes of greatness within me. And it comes out now and then. And something along, along the lines of you wanting to get your inner greatness out into the world. Why was that important to you? Why was it, you know, you're, you're someone who, you know, you're extremely experienced doctor, you know, late 30s, two children, you're comfortable in life, you've, you're living a decent life. What, why, why, why now is, is it, why, why was it the time for you to bring out this greatness? Yeah. Well, well, technically I had said that other people thought that I would do really well. And so, okay. You know, All right. But, but now it's like, I actually could actually believe in that idea as opposed right. to just being like other people had told me that I thought I would do well, you know? All right, it so was, you, you didn't see your, your own greatness. Well, no, I thought like, you know, everyone was like, well, you know, you had this thing, you've done well, you went to a, an elite school, like, you know, you should be at a certain level, right? And I'm like, well, this person's more successful. And, you know, and then it's like, you re, I don't know, it, it kind of makes you think, am I living up to the potential that other people had seen in me, right? And that was the idea that I was kind of contending with. Mm. And so... I don't know if it was, you know, coming from a position of like, oh, I need to accumulate more wealth. And then I'm like, okay, is that what is, you know, expected of me? Or should I like ascend the corporate ladder? But it's like, all these things, it's like, is this it? Is this the thing that I was supposed to achieve? Or like, am I supposed to achieve more? I think that, that was it. And then through our conversations, it was like, it was so silly, right? The things that Mm -hmm. those ideas were predicated on were ridiculous, right? It was like all the societal comparative things, the social media driven things. And it's like, this is stupid. It's like, why am I even concerned about any of these things, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess like what I'm hearing you saying is over the journey of being Project Hero, you were able to consciously define your own definition of success, what that meant to you, rather than the societal definition of success that may have been subconsciously there. Right, exactly. Exactly. So what is your definition of success now for you, having been through this journey? Yeah, I think for me, it's, you know, I get to wake up every day excited to do work that um, that really inspires me, you know, that yeah. to me is huge. And so it was, I mean, there were so many shifts that it's hard to encapsulate that in just yeah. like one transition. But I think, you know, we're going from what we talked about a scarcity mentality to an abundance mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that, oh my God, how am I going to pay for this? What's going on? I'm like, no, you know what? I'll find a way. There's there's money out there. There's opportunity out there. There are things out there for me to do if I work appropriately, if I stay committed to my word and I'm disciplined in what I do, yeah. things will happen. And so that shift was kind of the success, right? It's like you, how do you define these things? It's that that transition in your perspective of, how you're viewing the world in in any form, right? So it's that's to me right there. Now it's not viewing it in that's this horrible analogy, like this hamster wheel, right? We're just like mm-hmm. kind of running in 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 place, 
Yeah. We get off, we drink water, we're like going out, then we go back and run a hash wheel over there. And we're trapped in that cage, right? That's all it is. But it's like yeah. that cage is nice, it's decorated well, right? But it's ridiculous. He's running on this wheel, you get off, and then you're back, you know, that's it. And that's like and then you break through that, and you're like, Well, okay. Yeah. This doesn't have to be this rote, monotonous thing. Yeah. And so that all of that combined, I think, would be the success of, you know, now and getting to this point. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um all right, so I know we've, we've kind of touched upon the close of different things at, quite, at a high level. Um, so now, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to go a bit deeper, actually. So on, on, a, on a few things. So number one is finding clarity. Because one thing that, you know, that you came in with is just kind of consciously creating the life that you really want to create and create, you know, understanding yourself more. And from that place, creating what it is that you really want to create. And so... One of the ideas that you had initially was to build your own health clinic and, and, and do something along the lines of that, right? And that, that was initially what inspired you when we first started working together and you were working towards that. As, but then as, as we know, clarity is a constant journey. And as you went deeper in yourself and discovered more, or more of yourself, you then realized certain things that you didn't want to do and certain things that you did want to do. And are you able to take us through that journey over the last year? of what finding clarity means to you and how, how that journey was like for you. Yeah, I think um, th this was something that I, I could clearly define. It's when you tell your kids they can grow up to be anything, right? Mm. But like, how much of that do you really believe, right? Like, <laughs> they're going to be the next true, like, you know, great soccer player of the world. Are they going to be the best F1 driver? Probably not, right? You say it to them, like, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> But Project Hero was the change of that idea was that right. you really like, you're like, you can do anything you want. You're like, no, 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 but seriously, like, not you, but like other people, they could do what they want, but not you. You know, like, then you, that idea that you believe in, I'm not going to be, I can build a health clinic because I'm a doctor and that's what doctors do. They build clinics. Mm. I don't really want to build a clinic, but it seems like that's the right thing, right? That's the Ooh, appropriate okay. response for what I'm supposed to do. And then, it's like, well, what if I told you, no, you could actually do what you wanted to do? It's like, okay, then I could build a bigger clinic. It's like, no, dude, you could do what you wanted to do. Well, I could build two clinics. It's like, no, you could do whatever you wanted to do. So you keep coming up against this idea of this. Is what it's like, and then you throw away your past and you're like, okay, mm. what the fuck would you do if you could really do it, right? So here, now do it. You're like, wait, seriously, I can do whatever I want. You're like, no, seriously. And so how many times do you have to then, you know, this is, reality and pragmatism coming up against your past with can i do it can i do it no 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 no. come on don't be stupid not you everybody else can but not you you know mm -hmm. they got lucky that one time they have that one investor like yeah. these guys had that crew and it's like there's always a reasoning that it's that person and not you yeah. yet all you have to do is just be like no you could honestly just do it if you believe that you could do it yeah and so that's it that's that journey right yeah. removing that pragmatism and reality trying to force you back down in your past and saying no yeah. okay now you can actually do what the fuck you want to do yeah i love that man it's like you 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 said it so you said it so well you've because a lot of the times we create our future from our past yeah so like you being a doctor you being in the space of medicine being able to create your future health clinic from your past given given the the, the history that you've had the experience that you've got but then actually, if you just scrap the idea, like, and we, we, we talk about it as a, as a blank canvas, you know, we completely blank, wake up and have a blank canvas. You can paint the picture that you really want to create anything. And that's what you're, that's, and I guess that hasn't happened overnight that, you know, as you said, it was 
back and forth back and forth and now you're you're in a place where you're creating something truly like that you just want to fucking create and get excited about <laughs> and not give a shit about what happened in the past and not what, where the, the the um the journey that you've been on which has got you to where you are but now you can create whatever you want it's complete from a blank canvas uh, it's it's weird it's like I've, I've been like racking my brain to try and think of a good analogy but it's like it, it i don't know it's like training like right being getting ready for a marathon whatever it may be yeah. you don't have the confidence to do something daunting until you've trained for that. So this is like that training, right? Yeah. You go through it over and over. You go through the iterations of why it's a bad idea. And then you have to knock all those things down to be like, well, what if I said, just fuck it? Well, then what if I just said, fuck it? And then you do that over and over and over. And then you knock down the thousands of things your brain tells you, you shouldn't be doing this idea with. And then finally you're left with, well, you don't got anything else. I guess I'll just do it. But then that's like 12 months before you realize holy shit, I could have just done this from the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. But you need that 12 months to figure that out or to go through that, to build your resolve to actually sit there and do it. Because like, yeah, I mean, like I still freak the fuck out all the time yeah. about, you know, in a few months, what's going to happen. But at least now I'm like, I tried. And then if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But now I'm not so worried about the outcome. I don't yeah. give a shit if it fails and people are like, ah, oh, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, well, yeah, I should have or shouldn't have. I don't know. I wouldn't have done it. I would have mm -hmm. known if I didn't try. And now I tried and I realized I shouldn't have. So you were right from the beginning. I guess I was wrong. Shit, at least I tried. Yeah. Right? Before, I'd be too consumed about, man, what are people going to think of me? What if I fail? Well, I don't give a shit if I fail. Wow. You know, I think I'm much more likely to succeed than I fail. But that's because I truly believe in what I'm doing. And I don't give a shit about. Yes, I give a shit about the money. Let me not say that. <laughs> but it's not the thing driving me. Right? I think the money will come because my idea is successful because I truly believe in my idea. Not because I think the idea is a strong way to make money based on market trends. Yeah. That's the big shift. I've never actually been involved in a project where I'm like, yeah, I want to succeed based on the premise and the strength of solely the idea and the core values of what this thing is going to bring. Yeah. Before it was like, that's really cool marketing and that's a pretty nifty idea, right? Like, mm. and we're going to sell the shit out of that. But yeah. this is like, I think this will sell itself and maybe it'll sell fast, maybe it'll sell slow. Maybe it'll grow really quickly, maybe it won't. But it'll at least it'll be something that we truly believe in and will have organic and solid growth whatever rate that may be yeah and so you're you're working on a project that's you i remember because we were talking about this a couple weeks ago you're working on a project that you wake up in the morning and you actually are inspired to to, to do it you you're you can't you can't wait to get up and start working on it right and we can talk about more, more about that project later on but that that project that you're working on now wasn't the projects that you were, you know, that you're working on for the for the last twelve months, and obviously it has it's been a process. So, for someone who's is who's listening, and it wants to find clarity on something that they want to wake up to to and be inspired to work on, was anything specific that any practices, anything that you did, or any, anything that would help others um, learn from your experience? Was anything yeah specific that that you did in 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 the year, or any practices, anything like that? So. Um... So I think just to kind of answer that, I think the, th the anchor for me was kind of maintaining my, my physical health as paramount. And that was the practice for me that really helped that along with meditation were my two kind of anchors that I would always mm -hmm. go back to. Because when I put it in the light of, okay, should I really be picking up this and smoking it? Should I really be picking up this drink and drinking it? Mm -hmm. Is it really is it really advancing my health to the 
if I'm going to go work out and spend this time in the gym, am I negating all of that by this stupid action? So if you have to view it in that lens, then you have to be more serious about what you're going to be doing. And so having that, excuse me, is my, uh, my constant, then that really helped to make sure that I would process that consistently better. I wasn't hundred yeah. percent. Many times I fell off the wagon, but it was that journey of getting on and off the wagon that has an inherent value that you might not realize in the beginning, like anything, right? Like training, again, it's difficult. It's not consistent. And I think we expect, well, there's certain people, like I think myself, you know, you expect perfection for yourself all the time. And if you don't get it, you get upset. Then you like almost use that as an excuse to drag out how long before you get back on it. And then, you know, are consistent with your, uh, you know, with your habit again. But for me, I think doing those things, and as long as I had those practices in place, I, I consistently did better. Yeah. So I think we talked about it as well and making it part of your identity, right? Like yeah. going to the gym is not a thing. I am a person that works out. Yeah. So doesn't matter where I am. It could be, you know, at home, I could be traveling, but I've made the 30 minutes in my day to exercise, to, yeah. to, to make sure that my health is attended to. Yeah. Right. Cause I think that I, I, I've told you this before that I have this quote, that, you know, it's kind of the premise of what I've used and um, what's driven me. It's, you know, a healthy man has a thousand wishes, a sick man has but one. And really, it's like, without your health, what are you going to do? So yeah. if you're not going to be attentive to that, just as you are attentive to your checking account, right? Like, yeah. you should be attentive to that. But we really are opening up our bank account on our, our phone a lot more than we are looking at our health stats yeah. when we should be, right? So I think that's a thing that was just changing that identity in myself, like, dude, and, you know, getting older helps because it really smacks you with a <laughs> healthy dose of reality. So you're like, shit, that really hurts just getting up out of this chair. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I, you know, those things combined and it's, you know, it helped me to, to make sure that you know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to make that dumb decision because if I'm truly trying to accomplish this and then set goals for yourself, man. Like, really, you know, we had a Spartan race that we're training for and we're going to yeah. be doing together. Um I have like, you know, signed up for a, a run, uh, you know, there's different things. If it's, if it's, you know, physicality based or if it's something else, like you want to read a book a week, like stick to that, like, you know, make these inherent practices consistent and have these things for yourself. Because when you do that, uh, daily check-ins, whatever it may be, that will really help, especially early on. And then once you have like, you know, that three to six months under your belt, you'll feel a lot more com- comfortable just, you know, maintaining that. Yeah. Yeah, so what I'm hearing out of that is, number one, for you, it was looking after your physical health. You just spending time in the gym, you, you being in the right energy, I guess that's, that, that was really important. Number two, meditation, you kind of allowing yourself to receive new thoughts rather than think the same thoughts that you may have been thinking all the time, allowed yourself to get ideas and inspired as well. And then, um, yeah, I guess the identity shift, which is obviously what we did initially in, in Project Hero, like, because the way that you see yourself is how then the world will respond to you. And so this is something that we worked on deeply is actually how the way that you're seeing yourself, who you are being in the world, who you want to be in the world. And obviously that then led to the habit shifts and all the other stuff, right? Um, my, I guess my question with that is, yeah, let's just go on to like drinking, for example, like alcohol, because that was a huge one where, for, not just for you, but the whole group, it's certainly been a huge aspect of my life where, you know, I've had a relationship with alcohol, unhealthy, 
not not to be an alcoholic, but just generally the university kind of college lifestyle, and then going into the, the corporate world, and it's just had a wasn't a good um, thing for my own performance in general, and uh, something which I toyed with a lot, and so, and it came up again a lot for the for the Men in Project Hero. Yeah, talk to me about this 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 relationship with alcohol, and and um, how did the identity shift? cause you if and if if there was any cause to change things with the alcohol situation yeah alcohol is it is just crazy how elusive it is for everybody in terms of its ability to cover the mirror yeah. to never reflect on yourself just how fucking detrimental it can be to your life right like yeah. it is just unreal like that is winning marketing for centuries, right? Like, holy shit. Like, it has fucked people up beyond belief. And yet here we are. Like, it's cool, man. My kids will watch me drink and see me. Like, And it's, like, all good. God forbid somebody smokes in front of your kid, they'll lose their mind. But, like, drinking, it's mm. all good. Don't worry about it. We've yeah. socially completely accepted the idea. Yeah, your uncle got drunk. He always gets drunk. No big deal. All right, that's just who he is. Yeah. Like, we don't give a shit. Like, wait, what? Like, why is that acceptable? But no, it's yeah. all good. Like, you're like, yeah, it's all cool, man. These guys got in a fight. They were drunk. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, maybe they shouldn't have beaten the shit out of each other. What? Mm. But anyway, to that point, I have not had a healthy relationship with alcohol in the sense that, like you said, it's like we have college and then it extends and then we have stress and we use it as a stress reliever. And then, you know, we had the pandemic that didn't help. And then we have, you know, just a whole host of things. And I think that society said, no, oh, it's cool, man. We've all kind of collectively just turned a blind eye to this. So yeah. gotta do it want right and then all the pitfalls of it just kind of get ignored and so for me you know i was in that trap for a while you know like drinking and then really not giving a shit about my body and and it like constantly reminded you of how bad it was for you right like between the hangovers the gi disturbances like all the things that alcohol has for you it's like hey this is really not something that's going to benefit you but you know what, in three days, you probably forget about how shitty you're feeling now and you're going to go back to drinking and like, lo and behold, Thursday, like, all right, we're going to go to happy hour. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was something that it, I was able to finally wipe the mirror clean, right? Mm-hmm. That I was finally like, okay, dude, yeah, what? You weren't, you weren't ever correct in all those instances when you thought you were too buzzed and you were arguing about how you weren't when really, if you just look, yeah, you probably were, you asshole, right? Like, yeah. It just took that little bit of time. And that's what it was. And you, you, you wipe the mirror. And it's a little bit more clear. You see it, but it's still fuzzy enough to be like, ah, I don't really give a shit what it says, right? Then you wipe it and you wipe it more. And then you see the reality and you're like, oh, shit. Okay. And so that's what it is, right? And then watch over time, it'll get smudgy again and you'll forget, right? Because if you start drinking again, and but then if you have to keep wiping it clean and you have to be honest with yourself, like, is this really going to be beneficial or is it going to be detrimental? Yeah. And when you get bound to that core, then you're like, well, this is, this is really not going to help, but it's hard when everything fucking around you says, dude, just drink. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that battle has not been easy. I don't think it's been won. I think it'll be yeah. ongoing for some time, but I think ultimately you at least have a tool to be like, okay, let's just honestly assess this. And yeah. I think really reflecting on yourself, the experiences you've had, and you know where it's going to put you moving forward and i think with that in hand if you go and approach your situation with alcohol you know hopefully more often than not you come out on the right end yeah so what what 
over the over the last kind of just over 12 months of project hero has anything changed for you in terms of the practical side of you drinking any less or what or your behavior with alcohol what what has changed if yeah, I, so if I, yeah i mean I, I drink significantly less than what i did before i think that like now i really view it as it's really not going to help me and sometimes you get caught up in the moment and you drink and you probably drink more than you should have but really it's it's a much more measured approach to alcohol. It's not just like, yeah, definitely let's just go drink. Right. And mm. it's, it's, you're just conscientious about your time. You're conscious about everything. So with that level of conscientiousness, you bring it upon yourself to say, look, man, if I'm going to take shit more seriously, when my health is more serious, these decisions about my diet are more serious. Everything has to be more serious. And this level of seriousness should extend to drinking. Mm. And so you take that attitude and then you, you apply it to these. And so, you know, most of the time you do better because it's like Wednesday, you don't need to fucking drink, right? Like yeah. there's yeah. times when it's, you have the ability to cut, so I cut down, you know, a huge amount of when I was doing previously and replaced it with much healthier, yeah. you know, habits and things. So, And where do you think that comes from? Obviously, is it, is it self-awareness? Is it you identifying yourself as someone who is an athlete and the way that you want to be in the world is this, or is it you then being inspired by other creative projects where you want to perform at high level so you don't want to drink like what 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 helped you with that i think it's it's a it's it's all of those things and it's right. it, you slowly accumulate those things over time yeah so you don't believe any of one of those things just like you know when you believe you can do whatever you want like you don't yeah. believe those things about drinking right and then over time and you always have to like fall down enough times to be like oh shit yeah it was that you know and mm. finally you get those experiences reinforced and you're like yeah no that's that's not what i kind of want to move forward with yeah yeah what's the, what's the hardest thing with this alcohol situation um like was there was there a time because there, there was time i think you went out with you were out at, on holiday without a golf trip with your friends and yeah. you said you were not you were not going to drink and you didn't drink or I can't remember the, the story exactly like that just called that just reminds me of one time that was quite a difficult scenario was it or yeah, yeah I still drank I still drank I didn't okay. I didn't drink I think I waited like a day and a half before I yeah. drank and I definitely drank way less than I would have before yeah. but like then I'm like and then you sit back and then you see other people drinking like damn I was like that too and you're like is it really mm. worth it but like if you're just drunk enough of the times or if you're messed up enough of the times you don't realize like because you're just one of the other ones right so yeah. i think over time you know that was that was difficult but it's just you know you still go into that and you might still lose and it's okay but i think overall like it has improved like leaps and bounds from where it was and yeah i think over time just like i said it's like a training thing you're just you'll break off and you'll be like yeah you know what it's just gonna be over yeah. And you see it like it's like a flame petering out that you see yeah. like aging early and now you're like its importance is just it's like slowly diminishing yeah and it's because you're shifting your your relationship with it that it's not important anymore yeah i think also um i mean there's, there's probably a much more scientifically intelligent way of saying this but the environment plays a huge role like it's it's it, the environment that you were in when you're on holiday not to say it was a bad or good environment, not judging it, but it, it's very easy to fall to our environment. And so that example where everyone else is drinking and, and they were probably egging you on thinking, oh man, why, why is it that you're not drinking? Like it's just a normal behavior. And so you adapt to that normal behavior of, of the people around you. Um, whereas if you were in an environment 
like, for example, um, with people who are who are more health conscious or who are more ambitious, who want to perform at a higher level and the, the, the general behavior of that environment is one of high performance and healthy habits and wellness, it'll probably be much more easier, isn't it? So that it's kind of, I guess the environment plays a huge role in that, no? Yeah, I think that's, and that's, that's paramount within the first, like, you know, three to six months, right? Like, yeah. I really, you really got to do a solid, solid job of cutting that out. Cause if you don't, it's just going to be so easy to fall off. Right. Yeah. And so later on, you know, like that's, that's, that's really the litmus test of how you're doing, right. You put yourself back in the environment and however many times you say, no, you win. And however many times you say, yes, you lose, but it's not about winning and losing. It's just about going back into the field more prepared than you were the previous time. So I, and that was the thing, right. I would get caught up in the losses. Yeah. When you realize they're not wins and losses and you realize it's just you learning, then it's fine. And that's, the, that was, that's part of it too. Right. Cause it's like, if you want to succeed, like this is, these project hero groups are probably self-selecting towards a small populace of people that are really driven. Yeah. And if you fail that failure, you know, if it, you know, weighs on you. So it's God damn it, you're beating yourself up. But then at some point you're like, you know what, it's going to happen and it's going to be fine and you're going to yeah. do better. And that, that was another big thing. I think that was huge for you actually. Cause I remember if, if you were to look back at the year, you were, you're, you're someone, obviously you're, you're, you're naturally a high performer. You always have been, you're highly intellectual. You've, you've achieved things. But what but the problem with that is sometimes many people who are like that are very hard on, hard on themselves. And so there's times when you might have failed, I'm saying that in quotations, to, to not stick to your word of not drinking or not working or whatever that may be, right? But then you were like kind of bashing yourself for, for failing. But actually, then, then what you've learned is the more... The, the more softer approach, the more, you know, developing that relationship with yourself. Would you say that's true? Like how, or how that's yeah, weird. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, to your point, it was very harsh, right? Like every failure was magnified. Every success was diminished. Mm. And so you really don't, um, you know, you don't, you don't really see anything but a string of failures in the past because everything else is kind of drowned out by the, the noise of all the bad stuff. So, yeah. um that was really and then there's so much more like freedom and like realizing your wins because at least yeah. for me I was very diminutive of them and saying you know what, it's all good everyone can do that everyone can do that yeah. it's like, oh, man, celebrate the stuff that you get it's no big deal you're not gloating you're not doing anything you're just happy that you achieved that then you move on to the next thing and it's not yeah. a big deal right and it's like if something happens that happens you're not perfect all right deal with that Okay. You know what? The other guy judging you, despite him judging you, is probably not perfect either. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that was that was such a huge part of it, you know. And yeah. yeah. I guess yeah, that would be tied in so well mm -hmm. then. It's like not taking your failure so seriously, but not diminishing your small wins as well at the same time. Yeah. Um and that's something that you used to come to the calls initially. <laughs> and we what we obviously we're always celebrating our wins and the first thing that we do. And you were like naturally going on the things that were not going well. And I was like, man, let's slow down for a second. Yeah. What is actually in the micro wins, the big wins, the small wins, it doesn't matter. Like, because that harnesses more of the energy that attracts more success and more wins in our life, isn't it? Yeah. But then obviously, as, as the year went by, you, you, you did more of that and it worked for you really well. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a good turning point. That was a solid. That was a solid turning point. And it's like even like it's funny because I'm saying these things to you now, and like we reflect on the year. There's still times that I'm like, 
you know, I say this to him and I say it, but sometimes I still get hard on myself and I don't allow myself that little bit. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking if I fail, it's still a learning experience, but then I'm like, you still get caught up on a failure. It's used a failure, not a learning experience. So yeah. I'll say it now, but yeah. I still have like, so it, it's an ongoing process, right? It yeah. never really, it's never really done. So, yeah. you know, but the other thing is I learned, it's like, okay, that's something to recognize. It's a thought and you move on. And like, that's something that meditation helped with a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, man. Cool. All right. Um, one thing that we have been coaching on a lot is living in integrity with your word, living in integrity with your greatness. And one of the things that you really wanted from this whole year was you being, in your own words, um, I think you meant congruent. I think that's what you said, congruent to who you really are or be congruent congruent in all your actions why was that so important to you and how has that changed things for you now so i think you know there's a lot of times where you know people who are can speak well you know say a lot of things or just in general people say a lot of things and it's yeah. a lot easier to say things than it is to do things i think i was one of those people that said things a lot when i was honest with myself i probably didn't follow through on the multitude of things that i said yeah. And so my big thing was I want to change the value of my word, right? You don't realize it. You think mm -hmm. that what I realized so much throughout the course of the year was that these people that I hold in such high esteem, I think the defining quality of them is it's like they're reliable people. Like they, you say something to them, you know that that yeah. task, that thing, whatever it may be, will be completed. It will be completed thoroughly. It will be completed with significant care. So what is it? It's someone who did some shit real well. Like it, and we think of it in like this grandiose terms of all this. Well, but you know what? It's someone who took the time to do some shit real well and they didn't cut corners and they said I was going to do it and they did it. And it took me 12 months to realize that's it. Yeah. Right. If I teach my kid one thing, if you're going to say you're going to show up on time, show up on time. If you're going to go, go. If you're not going to go, don't go. If you're going to say something, back that shit up. And that's yeah. it. And like, if you do that, then so much of the world will fall into your lap. You know why? Because 95% of the other people out there won't do that shit. Yeah. So that's it. And like, I think so much of like integrity boils down to that. And it's like, yeah. why do you make your bed in the morning? Because it's the first thing you do and you're supposed to do it, right? So be integral, even with something as stupid as that. It's like, mm -hmm. there's little things. You're going to say you're going to wake up at six. Don't wake up at 6.15, right? Yeah. It's all that stuff. It We build so quickly on it. All those little chips away at like yeah. what that rock of our word is. Those things are just like those little, those little breaks. And all of a sudden, enough of that. And the whole thing falters and you're like, well, it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. And then you then you go on like everybody else. It's like, yeah. well, you know, we said we we're gonna come, but then like it really would kind of pain in the ass with traffic, so we're good. Yeah. And then you just don't follow through, and then it becomes so easy, and that's just the norm. Yeah. And then all these people that are so amazing, they're just not like the other 95% of people who don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that that's what I realized. <laughs> yeah, man. That that is that is the difference between being or living a casual life and being seen as someone who's casual. And seeing someone who's sticking to their word. And I think, I guess the most important in that, and obviously we, we've just talked about this a lot, is yes, one thing is keeping to your word with other people. You know, that obviously affects the reliability and, or, of the relationship and the integrity of the relationship and 
you know, so much about that, whether it be personal and business, whatever. The most important is your word to yourself, isn't it? Because every single time that we say we're going to do something and we don't do it, no one really knows. No one outside of our own mind knows that we've not done it. But it chips away at our own self-confidence because then all the small things that we said we're going to do and we didn't do, when the big dream or the big insight comes to create this creative project comes, you're, we have this inner voice or that, that or we have this inner confidence that's like, well, that says like, well, actually, you can't even do the small things. How are you going to make that happen? <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that's 100% correct. And what happens is, this is the other thing that's important to clarify is that you have this idea that our word is this, this solid piece of rock. And then we, we break it one time, the whole thing crumbles to pieces and then it can't be rebuilt. And then we, we just let it go. Right. And then we want to try and rebuild our word. We want to be more integral. Right. And so with that, don't underestimate how significant a week's worth of consistency can be to that principle. What we don't realize is if you do it for a few days and then you really like you, you say you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. every day and you wake up at 5 a.m. every day for a week and you don't let any bullshit come between you like that will be more powerful than you realize. If yeah. you make a concerted effort through a short period of time consistently, then you'll be surprised that. Wow, like you'll feel inherently different. Like there yeah. is a change because it takes effort and it's a conscious decision and it's not easy, but there is. There's a profound shift in the same way that if you've been working out for a few weeks, you feel significantly physically stronger. You will feel different in your conviction and mental fortitude to go through things and be like, well, I can't because then that would conflict with this. And normally I would have said I would have tried to squeeze both in, but I don't want to take away from my sincerity on this commitment. So then I'm going to be just focused on this. And yeah, that shift in you know prioritizing your time and all that importance, that's huge because I think it'll carry throughout all of that. Yeah. I love what you said there because most people commit to like 10 things and follow through on one. But actually you want to, you want to just commit to one thing <laughs> and yeah. follow through on that one thing and yeah. say, to, and say no to the other nine. That's and that's the thing. It's like, we all like, there's always that. Well, for me, there's always that person where it's like, you know, they enter a room, they say like four words and then they leave, right? That is the most powerful person in the room. Like every word is weighted and measured and nothing superfluous comes out of that person's mouth, right? It is, everything has a direct reason for being stated. Yeah. And they're like, and then that's it. It's like, they don't waste bullshit and time on anything else. Yeah. And here we are out like trying to like convince the world and saying all this crap. And that's, that's what we want to be, right? We want to be the person where everything that we say is held with value. Yeah. And that, and that, and that stems from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's something that, you know, we worked on as a group, throughout the year and you worked on personally and then correct me if I'm wrong here. So I think you, you being integral to your word, the small things initially, and then the big things then came to a point where you made a conscious decision to live in integrity with your truth or to be in alignment with your truth and live in, in, in integrity with your greatness. And part of that journey was you quitting, your job and you following a path that's really true for you and obviously that wasn't and that's never an easy journey T talk to us more about that firstly how am, am i correct there is, is is there a good relationship between the two and then then, then yeah talk to us about um 
that. Yeah, I think that, yeah, definitely that you, you encapsulated that well. And I think that's kind of what transpired. And, you know, initially I think when you lose like your income and for me, it was like an identity as a physician, like that's all I'd known for the last like 11 years of my life, I'd been there to try and get to that state that I'd worked for almost a decade thereafter. And so I spent a large portion of my adult life in that field and that's all I know. And obviously I tried other things, but that was the day to day. So when I transitioned, it was very different. Obviously it was nice to be away from like the stress and the rigors of work, but obviously not really knowing what to do. But, you know, I think from our work together, I had a much more confident perspective in being able to be like, you know what, there's going to be something out there. And even if I don't know exactly what it is, there will be something that will come. And so I just tried to explore different things that excited me. And I'm like, oh, where is this like lightning strike moment? I'm like meditating, uh, I'm journaling. And like my hand didn't magically move to write a word that was going to tell me (laughs) that this is the path of success. I don't like, I've been divined some (laughs) thought from an angel about like, this is the path that I'm going to be like a multimillionaire. You know, it's okay. So I'm waiting and I'm like, what the hell? So in waiting, I tried different things. I, you know, I, I ventured in this, I ventured in that. I did NFTs, I'd done crypto before. Um, so I guess I'll just tell a little bit about kind of where I am yeah. now. But, you know, so as a physician, I'm like, okay, this is what I know and this is what I'll do. But I'd like been in, interested in cryptocurrency previously. I got in, interested in NFTs. I kind of always had aspirations of like, you know, building or developing something like many people do. It's like yeah. they want to develop a restaurant or something, you know, so I'm like, I had all these ideas and, you know, as, as many people, you just see them as independent thoughts and you're like, whatever. And all these things that I'd done in the past and there wasn't really a common thread among them. And I'm like, you know, this is one failed endeavor. This is another failed endeavor. This is something else that I attempted. And I kind of like fizzled out and I learned a few things along the way, but whatever. And then I decided, you know what, health and fitness has been the thing that really helped me to kind of get to this point in terms of finding those anchors and consistency. And I thought, you know, being a physician, well, obviously Mm. I have a little bit more insight to that. So that was cool. And I really wanted to delve, excuse me, delve into that more. Mm. So I looked into cold therapy, breath work, cryotherapy, meditation, other things, just kind of not just outside of traditional medicine in a sense to see if there were ways that we can naturally augment our our bodies to help us with longevity, with functional strength, et cetera. So I'm like, these are all things as a, as a midlife crisis guy like myself in suburbia decided to do, right? Yeah. So I was like, just trying to deal with that. And, and it was nice and it was fun. And, you know, you'd always, we'd go through our conversation and you'd find you something that gives you energy. I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And yeah. gives me energy. It's all draining at the end of the day, right? I'm like, the shit that gives me energy is like working out and doing this stuff. And then and I'm like, oh, idiot. Well, like, if that gives you energy, why didn't you make that the thing? And it, you know how like, it took me like four months to realize that while I was like poo-pooing you and be like, this idiot, like, it's about energy. And I'm like, oh, if I just like turned and looked to the left, it was right there. So I was kind of involved in those things. And then I decided, you know what? I, uh, I decided to coach some people that, you know, they, they're a little bit older and, you know, they're coming up to retirement, but then maybe they had, you know, not the best knees or like, you know, they want to continue skiing and golfing, but they really want to like focus on their diet and everything. So I tried to make it all encapsulating program, which was like constant check-ins and really try to help kind of reverse everything to a better state 
yeah. in their physical ability, but, you know, outside of being their primary care physician, but to optimize everything else, their sleep, their exercise, their diet, et cetera. And so that was going for a little bit. And then I came across NFTs. And as I was progressing with them, I was realizing, I was realizing that people are utilizing NFTs as a financing model for different ventures. And so I had visited Soho House with my cousin a couple of times. And, you know, you and I had talked about like, you know, creating, you know, throughout the pandemic, I've been working from home, we've been working from home. And like in our group, we talked about shared workspaces and, yeah. you know, it ultimately came this idea of like a shared workspace with sensory deprivation tanks and cryotherapy and a yoga studio and all these things. And I'm like, I want an area where it's a group of entrepreneurs with an entrepreneurial spirit that are also health minded. So it's, you know, we're going to complete this marathon, but we're also going to work together to look for VC funding. It's mm -hmm. like, where do people great, you know, you'll have the opportunities at bars and clubs that do these other things. And that's great. You can have golf meetings, you know, you can, you know, drink beers on the golf course. What if there was another venture mm -hmm. where you could take creatives, you could take people that were entrepreneurial, you could say, I'm launching my first record, you know, like, can you help me? It's like, yeah, I know this guy, he's a attorney in the IP industry. Maybe he can, hook you up with somebody and like, great. Like that is the community and network I'm going to build of people looking to figure out, you know, with our health first, what else can we achieve in our business mind, in mm -hmm. our creative space mm -hmm. and whatever else that we want to do. And so I'm now hopefully looking to develop a program or actually a physical space in which uh, we create that. And so this is, it's very early stages, but that's the idea. And before I was like limited to the idea of this is who I am. This is what I can achieve. And now it's like, well, why don't I be honest with myself or I would go back to integrity and say, what are the things that really drive me? So when I discuss this, it's not, I'm like giving you an Excel sheet of like, Hey man, I can get you about 46% ROI and X amount. You know, this is, you're buying into me and my idea. Yeah. And this is something that I live by and this is it. And so if you feel that there is a genuineness in which I'm trying to mm -hmm. relay this idea to you, great. Because ultimately it could not be the greatest business model in the world, but you have to, come at it with a level of sincerity. And it's like, you realize that yes, there are great marketing tools and marketing agencies and those things are great, but there are certain things that are really driven by a strong like value and core mission. And I didn't believe that shit to be perfectly honest. I thought it was all just like money rules all and mm -hmm. you convince and manipulate enough of the masses, then you'll do it. But then you're like, no, there are actual things in which, you know, yeah. people are driven by the, the core values. And that's what I actually want to develop is something where, these people come together and this is what we have. We have an engaged growing group of people that are coming together to say, look, I want to achieve this with my physical health. And I want to achieve this in my entrepreneurial space, in my art studio, in my film class, whatever it may be. So that's, that's the ultimate goal. I love that. And the project you're working on right now, I've, I've seen the slides and it's really exciting. I, I love it because um, it's exactly up my street and everyone that I'm around is, I'll be, I'm, I'm so excited about the project. So what I'll do is anyone that's listening to this, who wants to reach out to you, I'll make sure that your details are below um, in, in, in the podcast notes so they can always reach out to you and, um, and learn more about it. And if, if they want to connect with you, they can do that as well. So um, because we were just talking about this before we, we, were, we were recording how this is, this is the, this is where life is moving to. And as you naturally said, like a lot of the times, yes, just about the money. But I think, 20 years ago in the in the previous generation yeah it probably was just all about the money but now the way that consumers are buying especially our generation and, and the ones below us we resonate with brands who have 
values that we value, the same values. And so a lot of the times it's, you know, authenticity, it's, it's, it's health, it's wellness, especially the people that, you know, are creative, entrepreneurial driven people, visionaries in the world that that's, that's what we, that's what we, that's what we love. Um, and, and I think you, you living in integrity with your message and your values and even like, you know, from a health point of view, you drinking less and you eating more and you looking after yourself, you, you going to the gym and you being that person, people are buying into your, who you are, as you, as you rightly said. And I completely agree with that, man, because I've, I've seen the same thing happen in, in my own business. And there's time, when, I, when I'm out of integrity, things doesn't work. And when I'm in, in integrity, things just flow and people come to me. And I think, you know, you've, you've probably found that on your journey over the last year. I, I was laughing as you were saying that because, you know, the first thing that popped in my head was the universe, <laughs> as we've discussed in the past, because, you know, you would tell, oh, you know, you put this out there in the universe and then things, and I'm like, what is this guy disgusting, dude? What did I sign up for? I'm like, oh my God. But you know what? I don't know what to call it and I'm not going to ascribe it any adjective, but basically <laughs> when you are more open and honest with the work that you're doing, it is amazing how there is a level of attraction to other like-minded people. And the biggest thing you have to do is drop your preconceived notions of others, right? Like this person won't because, mm. and then there, there goes a litany of things of why this person would shit on your idea, would not pick up your phone call, why you would take offense to the thing that they didn't actually do, but you just made up a big story about why they did blah, blah. So yeah. put all this shit away, call, text, email, that's it. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden you do that. And then you're like, no, I'm not just saying this. No, I'm not crazy. No, I actually believe this. So like, oh, okay. Well, that's actually kind of cool. Like, oh, you think that's cool? Like, yeah. I mean, you, you believe it, right? You're like, yeah. And you're like, oh shit. I thought you would have like laughed at me. Like, no. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. And so you just, once you have no reservation, once you're completely honest and once you put it out there, you're like, there's more people like you than you realize. Mm -hmm. And people like, you know, there's, there's rappers that have said it, real, real recognized real, right? So there, there is that idea of he's not bullshitting. This is yeah. real, right? And so when people see that and it's not just a big sales technique, yeah, it, it, it shines through, which I didn't believe. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm not fully there, but I, do, I definitely do see lots of... You are there, man. You, you, see, <laughs> you are there. It's failing to admit it, but... Um, yeah. No, I, I, but, um, yeah, man. Um, I was gonna say something there. You're completely right, and I think what you've said there, you you got out of your own way because again, you've mastered your own mind in that scenario where you've you had these preconceived notions that people are not going to buy into your work or they're going to laugh at you because you're into crypto and NFT. What you know, all these stories that you had, and actually, right, if you just put your thought away and actually just led with courage and just live true to yourself and have the confidence. There's all the stuff that we've been talking about, sticking to your word has built up the confidence. And now you're living in integrity with who you really are and you're putting it out into the world without holding back. That's led you. And because you then what happened was you were talking about crypto, NFT and this your projects with other people and the people that came to you just by you using your mouth, putting it out there and being in the right energy and magic just has been happening since. Yeah, it's, it's weird because, you know, a lot of these things you're like, man, you know, like there's, if I say X, then people are going to have these perceptions of me. So when I'm around this group of people, 
I don't mention these things so they don't have these preconceived notions of me. So I'll fit in better. Right. And I was a master of that because I grew up in a school of like ultra wealthy people and I was not ultra wealthy when I grew up. And so I was very, you know, dichotomous worlds that I lived in. And so I'd always try to like, you know, be a chameleon. I'd, I'd act one way amongst these group of people and that. And like, that's what we do. We're always just trying to figure out what the best decorum is for the setting. And really, if you're just consistent with that shit and you're just like, dude, this is who I am. Mm. That's, that's the people who have figured it out. <laughs> Everybody else is simply shifting and changing and being like, I don't want this person to think that and this person. And then it's like, and the other people are like, fuck you, here I am. Yeah. and that's and you know what and they're all winning and then you're like why are you so calm you know why because i don't give a shit what that person thinks about what i'm wearing and yeah. you have thought three thousand times about if that person was laughing at you with that way yeah. you know it's like all this stupid shit that goes running around and that's yeah. it right and so i think that's that's the key what, what were you most scared about when you were you when you told people that you quit your job as a doctor you're now going into the nft crypto space um like what what was that fear like what what were you what were you scared of yeah i mean obviously the first thing was financial fear right because it's like a huge change of like what i was doing and you know but then it's also like you know in in terms of fear it was is the financial fear but then it was also you know the perception of people like what are you doing and my father-in-law questioned me multiple times next week what are you doing then (laughs) you know you're gonna quit your job then what right and everyone's like so what are you doing are you stupid like you know and then obviously there was that concern of like what's going to be said or blah. but then you know you really just you kind of move on from that shit because the reason i hadn't quit up until that point was were those things right and when you committed to quitting you're like well shit here we go right and it is what it is at this point but it took me before that point to get to that point to give up on that perception and then at that point when I quit, I was like, you know, forget it. Now I'm like, the fear was less, more so than like, you know, obviously I think it was just the financial fear. That was the big thing. I was like, shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you, I mean, you made a bold decision. Um, but obviously you're, you're someone who's obviously in, in, in the place where you could make that decision. Obviously a lot of people may not be whilst they you know, pursued their dreams. And so um, that doesn't mean to say that you need to quit your job 100%. Like there's, there's somebody, everyone does it in a different way, but it's just what it is about. It's just living true to who you are and pursuing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, it's like, I mean, there's so much to, well, to address with that, but specifically one, I never treated my time with the respect it deserved. Right. So we were like, if you're honest and, you know, you, you, you stated, you know, treat your calendar like a piece of art. Right. Like, I mean, there has to be a certain reverence for your time because really what else do you have? And so if you're honest, regardless of what you're doing, you'd probably attribute more time to your true goals, even if you're not doing exactly what you want to do than if you did, you know, and even with this time off, I've probably taken time that I should have been working towards my goals, but doing stupid. And I'm, and I'm finally like shifting. So you're still learning like throughout this entire period, but it's really respect that time. And you'll be able to kind of do both, even if you don't have the resources immediately, you know? um i want to ask you i know we just kind of touched upon this your your whole oh, we obviously we discussed the universe right spirituality something that you were not open to uh prior to project hero and look i'm i'm not this kind of, i mean my my form of you know the way i see spirituality the way i would define it is by us living true to who we really are that's it. That, that, that's what, for me, that's what, I mean, I guess it means different for different people, right? Um, what, 
what was your what, where do you think your resistance to to the using the word universe or any of the uh, any of these spiritual because i guess luke in the group was was is quite tuned into the spiritual side of things right as, as as we did in our group call um as we reflected on that but some of us particularly us men right we kind of hold back from this side of things like what what, what do you think that resistance comes from or is you know yeah tell me more about that all right so uh, just to clarify i don't i don't have anything against the spirituality what i have problems with is people stating that they know what i think is we don't know and yes. is there some higher power sure maybe can you describe it better than the next guy? Probably not. So anybody who says that they can tell me that this is the way because of these reasons, yeah. I tend to foo-foo. I'm like, this is stupid. I, do I know? No. Is there something? Maybe. Is there something? Maybe not. Who knows? But I'm not going to sit there and, you know, stake my, stake my whole bag on the fact that this guy is right or that guy is right. But I think what you do have to realize is that that integrity Right. Like when people talk about aura or charisma or these things that these intangible values that certain people just have, well, you know what that thing is? It's integrity. It's, it's this discipline to this consistency. And when you're doing that, it's with your word, it's with your workout. It's with the way you present yourself. You're always well-dressed. You always show up on time. You always bring something to somebody's house. It's that consistency. It's that integrity. It's not, these people aren't better. Yeah, they just yeah. do shit more frequently, more times, and they work harder than you do, right? So aura, charisma, all this shit, it's just, they've been doing it longer. They've been doing it better and they've been honest. Yeah. So that's it, right? And to me, that's that's what figuring this out was. Yes, perfect. Love that. I love that because this the work that we do, is not me telling you what to believe in. It's not um, me telling you how the world works, or you you telling me how the world works. So, because everyone experiences the world in their own in their own ways. And so, um, what what I love about what you said is, and in, in, in this conversation you alluded to, you nothing can teach us like our own life experience. Everything is an experiment. So when you went out there and experiment, you, you put your word out there, people came and you're like, oh, maybe this universe thing is something. Maybe there is something behind this. Who knows? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Who knows? But only our own life experience can teach us that. If we have to experiment with it, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. And man, there's something I was going to say, I totally forgot. But um, it's, it's that. It's just not, because you've never done it. It's like, I can't tell you what working and lifting out feels like after three months. I can't describe it to you. You have to do it and you have to feel, you have to feel sore as shit the first week you do it. Then you have to feel better. And then by the second month, you're like, God damn it, let's go. And you're like, what happened? Right. So these transitions, they, they take this working through. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. All right. Um, a couple of questions about Project Hero in general. Like for someone who, doesn't know what this is, what coaching is, or what Project Hero, Thriving Scholar, how would you describe this to someone? It's, you know, it's, it's a form of reflection that I think you can't really... Let me take that back. I think it's, it helps you reflect on the ways you could be more honest with yourself. Right. In any interaction that you have, there's a certain level of honesty that we're probably hiding. 
Mm. Was it with ourselves, with you know, our loved ones or family, whatever. So this process helps you become more honest with that. Mm. We learn, you know, it's like I was, you know, discuss, having discussions. I improved my relationship with alcohol. I was working out more. I was doing all these things because we had discussions about, you know, why do we do these things? What, what's driving us? You know, you feel isolated in these experiences as you go through life, then realize that there's other people that are going through them. So talking through these things, you're like, oh shit, yeah, dude, oh wait, you, you do that too. It, it just, it helps you to recognize, okay, there's other people in the trenches and then mm. this is how you grow, this is how you improve. And then these are the things that help me, give them a go. All right, this totally worked. This didn't do anything. Well, you weren't really doing it right. And then, so, you know, there's just this level of growth and camaraderie that comes from, realizing that there's more commonalities in your struggles than you think. Yeah. And so um, it's not really coaching. It's not really anything. It's talking and it's just exploring, you know, how can, how can you improve certain things with a greater sense of honesty? Mm. And, you know, it takes a little bit more like, like that analogy of that smudge mirror. You just got to keep wiping it, wiping it. So you can kind of clearly see, yeah. okay, this is what's going on. And this is how I fix it. Oh, well, you've been experiencing something similar and it helps, right? It's just like these shared experiences are all what we aim for anyway. So this is just helping to expose that and helping grow from each other's knowledge base. Yeah. So for someone who's like, okay, that's great. But what, what have you actually, because this is an investment, right? You invested your time, energy, money into something like this. And what, what would you say you got out of it? What value did you get out of it? indirectly as well as directly or another way of putting it internally as well as externally like what what value would you say that is for you so i think internally we've touched on right like i've talked about you know how i've you know i've got the more integrity and you know things like that with how i approach life and i view things differently and would you and say you're happier, more in, more at peace with yourself more fulfilled yeah absolutely absolutely right there's so many things that would have used to upset me like you know some might say i'm short fused but, you know, yeah. I think the fuse is lengthened a little bit, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's lots of things, lots of improvements. But, but you're, you're less reactionary than you. Less, think. much less reactionary, right? This combination of, you know, all these things, like these meditations, like but all these practices, you know. Okay, so one, okay, all this stuff is great. It's like watching a really motivational speech, right? You watch yeah. a YouTube video for five minutes, like, fuck it, let's go conquer the world. Yeah. Then, you know, six and a half minutes later, you're like <laughs> on the couch, you know, eating chips again, right? So it's like, all right, back to it. But that, like anything, so Project Hero for the internal shit is that biweekly meeting, right? So it's it's that growth. It's that benchmark. It's that anchor. So that's what you need, right? So the, the program is built around that. What you realize is to anyone who's going to go on this program, you're showing up to that. So the first commitment thing is just making sure you show up and being honest and integral with that. Um, but with that, that's what that internal change will come from is that. Mm -hmm. And then all the external stuff follows, right? Because now, as we talked about before, my shift went from the scarcity mentality of, oh my God, I need to make money. Oh my God, if I don't take this job, the more other jobs are going to come. That What if I can't do this? Now it's like, there's a lot of money out there and I'm going to figure that shit out. That doesn't matter, but I'll make some money at some point, right? And so that, right? So the external, I quit my job and before I've been freaked out. So the external benefit is now, you know what? I did this program and I'm emailing people I probably wouldn't have emailed. I'm texting people. And look, I got a lead. So look, that's a clear cut example of external mm. benefit right because 
that opening and changing of the internal process has led to external benefits of I'm approaching business deals in manners I wouldn't have before because I'm being honest and I'm being real and yeah. I'm not being held back by my past beliefs of what I could and couldn't achieve because mm -hmm. you know what there probably isn't that much separating me from the person that I think made it and yeah. as long as I instill some of those practices that we talked about I can get to that point and it's more so like we said believing in that principle rather than saying it or just mm -hmm. thinking it yeah. and so I think that's it right so that internal change from thinking to belief, mm. right? That was it, right? So that's what you're paying for. Yeah. Really thinking about an idea to believing in something because all you've done is thought about things. Yeah. But now you can believe in it, right? You want to believe in the fucking universe, believe in the universe, but don't. Who gives a shit? But it's something, right? Believe in yourself and be honest with yourself. And then either the universe will come or won't, but something will happen. Yeah. Whatever you describe it to be will be it. But yeah. So, yeah. and I think that's it. So I have like, you know, all of it, right. That's what you're paying for is that you're paying for this consistency, right? Cause lots of people need to lift, but you hire a personal trainer and guess what? Your benefits are going to be way better. You have a nutritionist, like you said, you know, before, why does an athlete have like a whole team of people optimizing them? Because that's it, right? Mm -hmm. This is a course like any other course. Do I think it has much more benefit than lots of more expensive things? Yes. Right. But um, my thing is if you commit to it, if you do it well and you do it honestly, then you'll have significant benefits because this is something that it changes, you know, your internal perspective and everything externally will follow because it's just a natural progression. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, you will see growth because you will believe in your ability to grow to that level rather than just think you're going to grow that level. And with that, your practices and how you, interact with people, how you create your outlines of things, how you do, those are the external changes you'll see. Yeah. And it's not like you're going to be like one more hour of activity a day, right? You're not going to perform 20% better. None of that shit matters. It's simply going to be a different core that works out the external, which helps, you know, ultimately drive you forward. Beautiful. You've just done all, done all my marketing. For year. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I, really, I really love what you said because one thing that you said was a lot of the times, well, I'm going to paraphrase it, a lot of the times we think that we need to see it to believe it. When in fact, we need to believe it first to then see it. Right, absolutely. We believe it first in our reality. We need to imagine it. Whatever that might be something internally for you to be happy or that might be you creating a, a project of yours that you're really passionate about. Or that might be you creating a life or you creating a relationship, whatever. We need to believe it in ourselves first, feel it in ourselves first, be one with it, become that person, and then we will start to see it in kind of physical form thereafter. And I think that's the, the yeah. Yeah, I've heard the term like manifest destiny. Have you heard that? Yeah. And so it's like to me, it's like, oh yeah, manifest destiny, this foo-foo bullshit, right? Yeah. But really, it's just thinking about an idea and having it come to life, which really is this right like so this idea that i thought was like so aloof and so outside of my ability is really just taking some shit and making it real and that's what and the only person stopping you from doing that is yourself and so that's another thing that this year is is really just removing you from the equation because you're the problem yeah. right when we read untethered when i read untethered soul to me that was such a large yeah piece of the puzzle that helped kind of fill in dude it's just you it's yeah. just you 
Like you're the fucking problem. As soon as you get out of the way, yeah. so much more shit will happen. Just yeah. stop. Like all this, it's a story. It's all bullshit. It's just yeah. thoughts running in your head that only exists between here, you know, between your, your ears and that's it. And there's nobody else in this. That person doesn't even give a shit about what you're thinking about now, right? Yeah. That, that whole shift is so, so seismic yeah. in our growth. Yeah, I mean, it's transformation. Like your whole experience of life, the whole the way that you view the world is, com- can completely shift. Um, we've, we've heard those things, right? Like, dude, you know, they don't care. Just think about you. People don't care about you. But we're living a different reality. When we're on our phone every two seconds on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, this, that, mm-hmm. all we give a shit about are what other people's opinions of, if we didn't, we wouldn't have comment sections if we didn't care, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. We'd look at how many goddamn hearts were next to this photo if you like my new outfit that I bought, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all we give, we crave that shit. Yeah. So now I'm going to tell you to turn it off. You're like, wait, what? No, like, that's, I live my life on that shit. I want my dopamine hits from my Instagram feed, right? Like, fuck you. <laughs> tell me, what you like my shirt? It's like, that's all we live about. They're like, now I don't care. But then you're like, as soon as you turn that shit off, you're like fucking bulletproof moving through it because you're like, who gives a shit, right? Like, when, when your happiness is not dependent on others, it really is just like so much easier. Yeah, like nothing matters. You're like, oh, I don't. I could really give two shits. That's all good, dude. You do you, yeah. and you know it's and but it, it's so easy to get trapped back into that idea. I, I, I was just about to say that. I think this is it's a lifelong and it's a lifelong journey for me and you and everyone listening. It's never how I, I don't think it's ever going to end. It's it's always a journey. No, I'm like, dude, I like I delete all the apps, but every now and then I'll go like Instagram.com and go back and look through it. I'd be like, oh, that's a nice vacation. I mean, it's like fucking 40 degrees out here. Why am I sitting in this cold, right? <laughs> like, so there's, it's, you know, there's, and it's, it's life. It's natural. There's always going to be comparative things and all that, but you just learn to let it affect you less. You just move, you move on. And I think another huge thing was just, you know, I, I, I say this, but I don't think I've really done it as much as I probably should, but I've like instituted more gratitude practices in my life than I had previously. And it's like, like highly driven people are always looking to achieve more. But I think I was literally just in DC last week and we saw the cherry blossoms, which were beautiful. But yeah. Yeah, I was thinking in my head, like it took me 38 years to realize stop and smell the roses, right? Like that yeah. shit is really fucking important, right? Like everyone needs that tattooed on their, on their fucking arm. Like just stop, just stop. And as you say, slow down yeah. and smell the roses, right? I mean, like, there is so much, right? In untethered souls, like, we're spinning on this small blue dot for, like, what is, you know, a microsecond of the entirety, like, just shut the fuck up and enjoy your life, right? And so that was another big thing. I'm surprised we went through this whole podcast episode without mentioning the word slow down and it, it popped up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 11.59, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um well i'm glad you mentioned it i i wasn't yeah that's awesome um yeah beautiful beautifully said love that two two questions before we end number one what have you what have your children taught you what have my children taught me or told me taught what what what, what have you learned from your children oh man patience not really i think they're teaching me patience i'm still learning (laughs) kind of a slow learner in that one but they really they make the lessons hard because they're uh, they really push my buttons but no they've taught me a lot of patience um you know they've they've taught me about the importance of integrity right because it's 
nothing more like the you hear like again it's like life is so you know cliche at this point when you're when you're going through this crap because it's like you realize all the truth behind all these stupid sayings but you know for me it's they yeah they teach you to they're only going to do what you do they don't care what you say right like if i'm going to be telling them to clean up but my room is dirty they don't give a shit right like well who am i to say anything right? everything is based on integrity at this point so your actions speak louder than words but like your actions have to be honest your words have to be honest and that is the only way so my kids have taught me that you we've 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 learned that but this is like that was the the, the thing that they drove home to me was nothing else matters that if i leave them nothing else if my kids are like they are true to themselves or true to their word, then I think that that is what I've learned, right? That is what they've taught me. Wow. Beautiful. You might have answered my second question, but maybe you can answer. But what, what, what does lead from within mean to you? What does it, what, if you leading from within in life, what does that mean to you? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like you said, I think we kind of, we, we, we went over it with the integrity thing, but I think more so it's just, find things that are like true that you won't compromise for, right? All we are all doing is willing to compromise, like find something you're not going to compromise for. Yeah. And may, obviously make it like a decent ideal, but like whatever it is, you know, make it something that you're going to commit to and that's it. Right. Honesty, hard work, you know, selflessness, whatever, like something is just commit to that one thing. Right. And to me, that's, you know, what I would be driven by. Beautiful man. All right, man. Look, I just want to acknowledge you for, you know, appreciate you sharing everything, you know, everything on this podcast episode, your journey, but also just the way that you've shown up over the last 12 months and beyond in Project Hero, man. Like, you've been so open, you've been so willing, you've been just putting yourself out there. You failed, I'm putting that in quotations, but then you've jumped back on the path and you've gone back and come back and you've just toyed with it. And you've been such a huge asset to the group, man. So I just acknowledge you for that because it's, um, yeah, especially, you know, you, you, you reached out to me, we're kind of family and you came into my world and it's been such a joy, man. It's, and I think, you know, we've obviously we've developed a powerful relationship for the, for the rest of our lives, which is truly beautiful, man. So um, I'm looking forward to, to what's the comfort for, for both of us together as well. So, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to just echo that because I feel like, you know, very grateful to have been a part of this. I think it's, like I said, caused, you know, significant shifts in my thinking and, you know, just character overall about like how I perceive, you know, life and how I want to move through it. So, you know, I think that this is, is really, really helped me. I think it's obviously one of the best investments I've ever made in my life, you know, just to make sure that I round out all the marketing material. But no, I mean, like in, in, in true sincerity, I mean, it has been, it's been a pleasure and a joy to work with you and like everybody else in the group. It's, it's awesome. I think that really it's, it's beneficial for anyone because it's just, there's things that, like I said, there's just, a lack of honesty with ourselves. And it's not to point as a negative to any one person. I think all of us, right? There's always ways that we could be improving that level of honesty with yourself by five, 10, 50, whatever percent is going to be beneficial, right? So any course like this is going to be, and this course specifically, I think the, the, the manner of it with a small group, it's intimate, it's open. I think that really helps. I think you like, you know, you select a solid group of people to help kind of go on this journey with you. So yeah, no, I feel the same way, man. So I'll see you soon, though. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we've got the spawn race coming up. <laughs> All right. All right, brother.